Yo, welcome back to another truck cast. Uh, I'm a little bit. I think uh, what July twentieth was my last episode. It was with Josh. Um, had a lot of good feedback from that one. Uh, I know you guys enjoy having Josh on. Um, I enjoy having him on. Yeah, just uh, just kind of fill you guys in a little update, and, um, a proof of life, if you will, that I am alive and kicking still. Um, but uh, first and foremost, I want to set this this episode off with a huge congratulations to Team USA for literally sweeping the Precision Rifle Federation World Championship. Um, all the guys and gals that went there laid the fucking pipe down, and 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 honestly, it none of it surprised me. I expected that because, and this isn't a knock on the rest of the world, the the shooters, because hey, my hats off to all of those who came and competed and shot. Um, I hope everyone feels that they competed at their best um, for you know for their sake and, and for ours too. You want to win, win. You know, everyone was at their best. And I know Austin Bushman, Morgan King, all of the JTAC guys that showed up, Greg Bell, Rusty Omer put a fucking clinic on in seniors class. Um, and Paul Higley did awesome as well. The ladies, the ladies laying it down gave some a good freedom pounding to the rest of the world. But my point is, what I'm getting at, is the rest the rest of the world shooting against us is the equivalent of someone from the Brazilian Amazon going to go compete at the Winter Olympics at downhill snow skiing. And that's not a knock on them. That's a, a, a really a knock on their governments. But they they compete and shoot as much as they can because they love it as much as we do. So it's the, you know they just have they're they're all kind of behind the eight ball. Um, you know we're the ones living in the snow, right? We're the ones being able to walk out our door and snow skiing downhill any day we want as much as we want. Whereas they are the you know, Amazonian tribesmen trying to compete in snow skiing. That and that's not that's no fault of their own. You know, I was talking to Trez and uh, Andy um, from the UK, and the whole time, and they were like, "Hey, this is what we expected. We we all look up to the U.S. All of us look up to the U.S. as far as you know the whole shooting sport goes. You know, you guys got it done right, and and you know that makes me feel good." And, you know, us winning makes me feel good. But at the end of the day, we're supposed to, right? That's like the Lakers playing against my local high school basketball team. Like I said, I don't want this as though I'm talking shit on the other uh, country's competitors. I'm not. I wish all you guys that were shooting could move to the U.S. Because that you guys are the ones that I want to immigrate to the U.S. No matter where you're from. If you're shooting in, in, in a shooting sport, you're my people. You're my ilk. You're who I want here. Not the fucking commies that we do have coming over here all the time. Or the ones we got living here. Uh, 
it's just you guys aren't allowed and able to do what we do at the amount of which we are able to do it. You can take a map of the United States, close your eyes and throw a dart at it, and it's going to land where there is anywhere in the in the lower 48, there, there's a match within four hours from it. No matter where, there's a match that whatever weekend. That's just the way it works. We, we're here doing it. Um, and But aside from that, the guys and gals that went over there are... I don't know that I could have put together a group of individuals that I would rather have be ambassadors for the U.S. Because all of us that, that won or placed, you know, in consecutive order, first, second, third, fourth, whatever, um, I promise you, they, they did it with absolute grace. Um, where on the flip, I know a lot of people personally that would have gone out there and, you know, uh, acted a damn fool with it. And those people didn't do that. Um, you know, the real, <laughs> the real American thing to do would go out there looking like my man, uh, uh, shit, Kenny Powers. <laughs> Would have gone out there like playing that Mexican baseball league with the American flag tied around him, fireworks, and doing the new Generation X like X them up thing and licking. Ha 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 That that I could that I know a lot of people that that would have done that, but you know, you did it with grace. I just wish I could have been there to to see it and, and take part in it with you guys and. Um, spectate and have a good time and uh hey the real the real mvp is mama zane um allison zane's mom she uh i mean i'm not gonna say it all happened because of her but it damn sure helped with her because she's one who got everybody's paperwork she was the squad mom like she was the u.s squad mom and and she took care of everybody's shit and um came through and to make everything as easy of a process for the shooters as she could and she knocked down the park you talk to the people that were there um and that's all they had to say about her is that she's she's the mvp and um so props to the zane family uh, laurel payton uh laurel akenhead's a good friend of the show i love shooting with laurel because she whips my ass every time and i'm a completely okay with it and um allison and then you know all of the seniors the limited division guys um you all fucking killed it and then austin bushman won uh morgan king uh got second and i well i think it was clay that got third um uh, Clay Blackadder. Either way, USA fucking took it to the house, killed it, and then looked good doing it too. Like you, you made it a good look. Um, but hey, congratulations to all the other countries um, that get. Hey, you made it. If you made if you made it to this, you know, for your country, then congratulations for you being able to represent your country. And I hope you had pride in doing so. Um, I know I got a big Norwegian following and family over there. And um, my hat's off to you guys. And uh, 
Yeah, dude from Nambia um, did pretty damn good in the open division. Uh, so we had a, a, a Nambian and a Swedish dude um, did pretty damn well. I mean, they top tend it for sure. Um, but uh, so my hat's off to them. I don't know them. I don't know who they are, obviously. But uh, kudos to you guys. Um, yeah, the TMB, the the strike without warning TMB, the tuner muzzle brake. Uh, that I, I did video on a brief video on showing kind of my results from it that I play around with it some more I, I'm digging it the thing works it, it reduces recoil great not a lot of uh, concussion on me so I'm shooting and the tuner fucking works do tuners work this is just in like a compact package like it's all in one package thing and which makes it cool but you know, it, it worked. Tuners work, guys. And, you know, I found a, a, a random seat in that. I measured it's 50 thou. A 50 thou jump with a 105 burger and a dasher, which I don't think anybody's really shooting a 50 thou jump. But the the tuner just dotted into, you know, quarter inch groups, five shot groups, and 31 grains of uh Varget with the 205 M's gave me 2883 feet per second with a SD of like four and then there was some contention on Sniper's High when I posted the video that I did about it. I I thought I had mentioned it correctly, but my initial um load development I did with 450s. And then I had mentioned in the video that I wanted to try out, like, in this session with the tuner or whatever, I had some loaded up. Same load, just with 205Ms. And I had made a point to say that the 205Ms gave me better standard deviations, extra lower extreme spread. Actually, by a pretty good margin. Uh, I think uh, it knocked my extreme spread down by, like, 10 or something like that. And then knocked the SD down by, like, 3 but uh, and it was a different um but a higher average velocity by like i don't know eight feet per second or something like that and someone had said something fed like i hate to break it to you but your tuners don't affect velocity and i was like where the fuck in that video did i say the tuner had anything to do with it i was switching up primers primers absolutely affect velocity in fact that's what they affect the most and I, I, I don't think he understood that. And then I, I had a private message like, hey, dude, like, chill. This is what I'm talking about. Like, I'm not talking about the tuner did anything with that. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay, I got you. But, yeah, just work up loads with two different primers. Unless you only got one primer. If you've got, like, 5,000 or 10,000 of whatever primer and none, nothing else, then, then you're stuck with those primers. Just find a load that works with them, that works best with them. But yeah, I'm going to shoot them with the 205s. They get a little bit better, um, more consistent velocities. But that's what I'm going to take, and that's with the Rock Creek barrel. Um, that's what I'm going to take with me to uh, the Road to Redemption match the end of September. There's a, a one-day match at, what the fuck is it called? Alliance something. It's in Maysville, North Carolina. This is like their first year having like little one-day matches. They're cheap. It's like once a month. Whatever. It's pretty cool. And uh, 
you know, actually have price tables, I believe, and I've never shot one there yet, but I'm, I'm thinking about shooting a match there at, in a couple weeks. Um, me and CL were talking about it the other day at lunch. Um, it's just that's kind of a, a weird day. We've got Jackson soccer tournament that we one of his tournaments of that weekend that are out of town, and then he's got a bunch of birthday parties. Actually, they may be that weekend may be in town. Um, but these are like birthday parties. I mean, I, I don't know. And it's going to be hotter than balls probably. Maybe. It'll be a good warm-up for the Redemption because I literally have not shot since... Shit. I think it was... Was my last match the damn uh, Frontline Fury? I, I don't know. Like, all summer I haven't shot other than, like, low development or shooting some barricade work at the house at, like, 8 o'clock at night, you know, when it's still you know, 90 degrees, gnats flying around my face and shit because I'm sweaty and nasty or whatever. Uh, it's just, I, I don't know. It's I, I hate the fucking heat, dude. I'm, I'm so excited for the fall. I'm done with summer. But, uh, yeah, I'll be, this fall I plan on putting in a lot of work and, and shooting and then through the winter months, and I, I'll deal with the cold. I'm not going to not shoot because it's cold. Um, I, I will not not shoot for because of heat. Uh, but I ain't gonna freeze to death, so I'll be fine. Yeah, but yeah, I'm gonna try to put some more more rounds down range this fall than I have in the past, and uh, and I'll probably hurt my hunting a little bit. But I mean, I honestly didn't get a whole lot of hunting done last year. I I'm only I only killed one buck last year, so uh, I mean, I filled the freezer with a couple of does and a buck. So if I do the same this year, I'll be happy. Um, so yeah, speaking of that outdoors shit, I almost got bit by a fucking copperhead yesterday. I was cutting grass over there in my wooded area, um, and I hadn't cut there all summer. Grass was real high, but I had a tree that had fallen, uh, last, late last fall. And I've actually used that down dead tree for like pictures and stuff. It, it actually looked really cool. Uh, but it was time to cut the grass around it because it was like chest high. And so, you know, when a tree is dead, it's lightweight. It's hollow, basically. Well, I'm moving it around with my mower, pushing it out of the way and um, with the mower and then cutting the grass. And sure as shit, the thing split and a fucking five-foot copperhead uh, came onto my mower, like down where my feet are on the like little deck platform area that your feet sit on on a zero turn. And instinctively, I just like kicked him in the face. Like I just kicked him in the face and knocked him off the mower and then dropped my deck all the way down and then pureed his ass. So, um, and then I was like, look, it's August. If there's one here, there's another one somewhere around. And I, I literally just moved that tree around like a soccer ball, um, around the, the area over there trying to find another one to kill. Cause I was like, well, I, we'll kill both of them if there's two here. Um, but yeah, that would have been pretty damn shitty if I'd gotten bit by a copperhead cutting grass because that, that's no fun for anybody. But, uh, th there was something that I wanted to talk to everyone about more of a, uh, a, a public service announcement for you fathers out there and mothers. Um, don't, when in public, don't let your kids out of sight. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll get into why, into why, but I, I'm the type of dad that like Jack's like, yeah, go, go play, go have fun, go do whatever. We're over here. Come find us. 
almost like, well, I live out in the country, so there's nothing around. But hey, when well, the type of dad that would have been like, when the street lights come on is when you come home, right? Um, and my wife is 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 not, you know, she's not a helicopter mom, but given what my wife does for a living, she is a forensic interviewer for and child advocate for kids that are physically, mentally, or sexually abused and assaulted or all of the above. And basically what she does, the work that she does helps prosecute the perp. So she sees all walks of life of kids every day. And the perps, the perpetrators are of all walks of life also. You wouldn't believe the percentage of it is like family, like close, even like cousins of close to like age. All kind of every type of person you can think of has been a perp and has been arrested and convicted. So that that just preface that the story with that. Last Thursday, August fourth, was Jackson's seventh birthday. So what we did was we got him like from lunch or, or from camp around lunch and we took him to lunch and we had like a whole day planned for him. So we went to lunch. Then we went to a place called Sawyer's Fun Park. It's got like a cool arcade. It's got like a big tramp. The whole other section of it is like a trampoline thing. They got rock climbing, laser tag, obstacle course stuff. I mean, all kind of, it's really, really cool place for kids. So we took him there, and then we took him to the movie theater. We're going to go see uh, Minions. So during the movie, I, I hear a, Ill, I mean, just inaudible noises from a, like a grown man's voice, but it wasn't words. And you couldn't make out anything what the noise was. You could just tell that it was a man's voice, and it was just mumble jumble stuff right and it's the row in front of us to the right um and then after the movie was over with when like the lights are coming on and stuff everybody stand up and leaving i could see that it was a grown man but was me mentally challenged mentally handicapped and i don't want anything i say in this podcast to think that I'm making fun of someone mentally challenged because I wouldn't do that. I'm not making fun of mentally challenged people. But anyway, so I noticed that. Well, the movie let out and I literally, my eyeballs were floating. Like I had to piss so bad. Like a Russian racehorse running from a glue truck kind of bad. And you know, Jax had to pee too. Okay, cool. So Courtney stayed out in the hallway. Me and Jax went to the bathroom now the bathroom door, so there's no door, but it has like a partition wall that you got to walk around so that when someone's walking down the main hallway, you don't look in there and see someone's dick in their hand, right? So they got that partition wall that you can't see in the bathroom from the hallway. Well, so me and Jax are both standing in urinals. I'm peeing. He's finished. I'm still going. And I say, all right, wash your hands. Go see mom out in the hallway. So he goes there and washes hands. I'm still peeing. And not three seconds after I hear the water cut off I hear that same unrecognizable mumble, mumble jumble noises in the bathroom 
And it was literally a matter of two seconds for me to then think like, all right, I just heard the water water cut off. Now I can't see what's going on from, because there's a wall in between me and the doorway of the bathroom because I'm in a urinal. But it took a matter of like two seconds for me to be like, all right, Jax was just washing his hands. This person, who is an adult, just met Jax at the door of the entrance to the bathroom. I immediately pinched it off, zipped up. And this fucking retard's hands are on my son's shoulder and he's trying to pull him back into the bathroom. The mind you, he doesn't know that I'm there. Now, Jax knows I'm in there, but he doesn't know that I'm in there. And I'm not trying to make fun of this dude, but like all I could hear was like literally just like that. Like there was no legible words coming out of his fucking mouth. But he's got both his hands on Jackson's shoulder, like Jackson's facing him, and I can I see him pulling him in back into the bathroom. And Jackson's got this look of absolute fucking terror on his face. And it took me half a second to decide whether I was gonna kill this motherfucker or not. So this man was my age or older, probably five foot eight, but two hundred thirty, two hundred fifty pounds, bald, but I mean, was not he does not have downs. It, it was not a downs patient or whatever. But he's he's, he's retarded. I mean, that's, that's all he fucking is. The way to, the only way to cut it is he's, he's fucking retarded. And I decided not to kill this motherfucker, but I did grab both tops of his shoulders because I came up behind him. I surprised him. He didn't know I was there. And I squeezed his shoulders. I said, uh, and he turned and looked at me. I said, uh-uh, hands off now. And he let go of Jax, and Jax, like, ran out to the hallway. And he, you could tell that he was not only scared, but he was embarrassed that I don't know. I don't know what he's. He may have been trying to pull Jackson to play fucking patty cake with him, or he may have tried to pull him to a stall and do Lord knows what. But that's this doesn't say that that's what mentally challenged people do. But mentally challenged people do do that because my wife deals with it on a on a day to day basis. Now, that's not the majority of her cases by, of any stretch of imagination. That's not what I'm trying to say. My point is, is that even someone like that, whom you would think would have like the mind of a child, does do those things. And had I been, didn't have to use the bathroom and just sent Jax in there, unless Jax would have screamed or was even able to scream, I would not have known what was going on. And I would not then stop that. Until like time, just like oh, what is he doing? And then I'll go in there, and then it's too late at that point, probably. So if you're in public, do not let your kids out of your fucking sight in public, even if it's something like church, because at church you would not believe what happens at church. Now, again, we know this because we have a, a a source of data where we find out where shit like this happens and who's the one doing it. But I don't care where you are. They don't go out of, unless, until they're of age to handle themselves, even with an adult, which a seven-year-old boy is not. Now, Jax afterwards is like, Dad, I was going to kick him in the balls. and said, Jax, you done nothing but got your little ass beat. And then Lord knows else after that. Um, But thank the Lord I was there to stop it. 
and I'm I've been struggling since so yesterday was a week so eight days it's been eight days since this incident happened and I've been struggling with did I do the right thing now I'm not saying I should have killed him I don't now. If it had gotten, if if I didn't already know who he was because I had seen him and I knew of his condition, like if this was just some random schmo doing this, I would have just sawed his head off right then and there in that bathroom. It looked like a fucking jihad video when I got done with his ass. But I knew immediately when I heard who it was, and then when I saw him, I knew because I I saw him in the theater once the movie was over with. Now he had a caretaker or whatever with him a guardian with him in the theater, but there was no guardian in the hallway because I would have said something to a guardian, but we also weren't going to wait around either. And I told Courtney once we got outside what happened. Um, but I struggle with, should I have stayed there and held him there until, and called the authorities? Because nothing had happened yet. Uh, and I'm aware of that, but I can't, I don't, I don't think that it would have been something completely innocent especially given that it was in a bathroom situation but i wonder if should i've called the authorities or maybe should i have beat that motherfucker senseless and then learn i touch a kid an adult is going to whip my ass should i have done that did i do the right thing i don't know and i've been i've i've had a personal struggle with it because if i find out anytime in the near future that this same motherfucker hurts another kid and to know that I could have stopped it I don't I don't know what I'm gonna do like I, I don't know how I, I know I know I'm gonna, feel, I'm gonna feel shitty as fuck I'm gonna feel guilty as hell but I, I don't know I don't know what I should have done and then now looking back I, there's nothing I can do I don't know this person I don't know his name I don't know anyone that was with him I don't know where he lives I don't know of who to talk to about anything I don't know uh, but I mean, he was like an Uncle Fester-looking motherfucker, you know, in the face and a bald head, short, fat. Um, but I I don't know what to do. I just well, one, I want to get. I, I feel like I need to get that off my chest. But two, I wanted this to be a lesson to everyone listening to this. If you've got kids, and 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 this isn't just with adults either. My wife had a a. a a case of something happened locally because they service like all the counties, almost half the counties in our state. But here locally at a ballpark, you know, their older son was playing ball and their like eight year old daughter was playing and said that they had that she had to go to the bathroom and they were like 25 yards from the bathroom, like within sight, they can see. And they said, yeah, go to the bathroom. They, cause they're watching their, their son play baseball. They let her go to the bathroom. Like she's probably done a hundred times. And a 13 year old girl perped on her. I don't know of explicit detail of what was done, but I know that it was bad enough to where she ended up coming to my wife's place of work. And if it ends up there, it's normally not good. So you don't know you in this day and age, we, we live in an evil fucking world. Now there's good people. There's so the chances are you're listening to this podcast. I feel pretty confident in if you 
were to see something like this go down or potentially that you would absolutely stop it nipping the bud right then and there. Well, it was your kid or someone else's kid whom you don't know from Adam's dog. I really do believe that. But for every one of you, there's three or four out there that would absolutely take advantage of a situation like that. And they're just, they're sick fucks everywhere. We see it daily in the news. And there's, whatever you see in the news, there's a thousand cases that ain't in the news. So be vigilant. I'm going to be more, you fucking right, I'm going to be more vigilant from now on. I'm just glad I was lucky and fortunate enough to be in that bathroom to stop anything from happening to my son. Because some kids are resilient and they, something bad will happen to them. And then they grow up as if nothing bad ever did. And there's some people that do, who carry that for the rest of their lives and end up doing the same thing to somebody else because of what it, it I don't understand why that happens but it does like alcoholics you get a kid that's getting his ass beat every day from his drunk ass dad and you think and a lot of people do end up hating alcohol would never touch it because of that but then you got others that become alcoholics themselves and do the same thing to their kids and, and the same thing happens to abuse like this so just be vigilant stop it before it ever were, were to ever possibly happen um and, and just don't put it past anybody to to do the most heinous thing you can think of. Um, but yeah, it, I, 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 I'm glad I have a platform that I can actually make a announcement or a statement like this so that maybe it will prevent, you know, maybe it'll just kind of get everybody a little bit of, a little more of an edge to, to what to look out for or, or whatever. But, it's, uh, yeah, uh, it could have been bad, but like I said, I'm still dealing with what should I have done or should I have done anything different? I, I, I don't know, but I don't know. I don't know if I ever have that answer or feel better about it. But, um, like I said, I feel great that nothing actually did happen, but, um, moving on. So I got some good podcasts lined up, just not nailed down of, of on scheduling, but I'm going to get, uh, Sam, Christian and Rick back on the podcast. I'm really excited about doing that after I've had time behind the chassis with the, uh, the, the buttstock and grip panels. We'll just, we'll be rapping about everything they all got going on too. It's always a good time having those guys on. Um, and, uh, also Andy, I want to nail Andy Slade down for a day to me to go up there to pig river to do some training and do an in-person podcast to where, um, before the redemption match, that'd be awesome. I would love to do that. Um, and I've just got to nail down a weekend and nail him down. He's on his way back from France. So I'm, I told him while he was over there, I messaged him and said, Hey, um, hit me up when you get back and, you know, have fun and good luck while y'all are over there. Cause he helped coach, uh, team USA over there. And, um, I know he had a blast. Uh, I'm sure everybody did. Uh, but yeah, look, the comment section has been on the Podbean app has been pretty lacking recently. Ubama's been slacking up. So I need y'all to put some comments in there. I need you to give me some ideas of folks that you want to have on. So I did on Instagram put out a video uh, basically requesting somebody from Trigger Tech hit me up. I'd love to do a podcast with Trigger Tech. Trigger Tech has been a, in my opinion, the staple trigger company in the precision rifle world in the la over the last few years, and they're only growing the platforms in which they are building triggers for. 
which interests me. And we'll maybe talk about that a little bit um, with them. And, you know, Mike Burns hit me up last night. And him and Patty, him and Patrick Youngs are on their way to, I forgot what match I said they're headed to. But uh, he said that I need to talk to a guy named Mark um, that he knows pretty well. And I said, hey, look, reach out to him. Reach out to him. Have him reach out to me. Hey, I'd love to have him on. You know, I wanted to talk to someone specifically in marketing and or like product development. That's that's who I really want on. And, you know, I, I'd, I'd love to, to talk to those guys about kind of what they've got going on, kind of where they started and, and kind of maybe what they've got cooking up, up there at Trigger Tech. So, um, you know, I've got some intel. Someone has passed on to me that there might be something very, very intriguing and interesting that I would uh, appreciate that's possibly in the working. So um, I think it would be an amazing podcast to have those guys on. So, uh, But, yeah, in the comment section, I want you, if you've got, like, hey, I want to talk to, I, I want to hear um, the JTAC guys. I'd, I'd love to have those any of those guys on. Um, or... I don't know, uh, Chad Dixon from LRI or, you know, don't give me some obscure, some that no one knows or would know. I mean, not that I would, it wouldn't be a good conversation or they're not worthy of coming on, but just so that more people who it, I'm trying to nail down people that the, a large majority of the you listeners would, would want to hear from. Um, and even if, if you not only have a person, but even just a topic involved, uh, in mind, then, then post that up as well. So let's get the comments cracking. Um, I don't know if on iTunes, which I don't have an iPhone, so I don't, I don't even use iTunes, but the podcast is available on iTunes, uh, or Spotify, Google Cat. I don't even know if they even have a place to actually comment. And if they do, I don't know that it directly feeds over to Podbean. I may have 50 some comments. Or more that I haven't seen. Whoops. Um, that is uh, um, that I'm not that I haven't seen yet. I don't know. I'm hoping if you are able to comment that it's feeding over because I have a direct link. The RSS feed goes from uh, all the others to the Podbean. I think it does. So wherever you're commenting, I should be seeing them on the Podbean app. But either way, comment. And, uh, and make sure you're downloading. Um, that way I can see exactly, you know, as many close to a metric as I can to how the podcast is being received. Um, and let's keep this thing growing, guys. Uh, look, you know me about social media. I don't like it, but it, that's the, the world we live in right now. So that's the whole reason why I, I did the whole Instagram thing. Also, if you're on Instagram, you're not following the podcast. I got videos I'm doing and pictures and stuff like that. It's just FN send it underscore podcast on Instagram and give us a, a follow over there and let us know. So um, that's about it, guys. Um, I, I know as soon as I end this podcast, I'm going to remember something that I wanted to cover that I didn't. And I'll just have to jot that down and save it for the next episode. So till then, guys, hey, y'all shoot straight and, and I hope you have a good rest of your summer school starting back up. And um, um, all the matches that are coming up in the fall, uh, I'm excited about it. So if you're on the East Coast or wanting to go, um, then you know, let me know if some matches y'all going to shoot, and um, and I'll let you know if I'm going to be there. Y'all squad up. Y'all see my name on there. Y'all jump in our squad. 
So until then, guys, thanks.